0: This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 39. There are many wives who find themselves really frustrated around their husband's style of leadership. So, in today's episode, I'm helping wives with some practical suggestions that support your husband's leadership of your family. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Today's episode, I'm talking about our husbands and their leadership style and learning how to allow your husband to lead without feeling frustrated. I've coached new wives for over 15 years, and this seems to be one of the topics that has come up many, many times over the years. And there are a few common themes that I want to address. I've heard everything from my husband doesn't make good decisions or make any decisions. My husband has no plan or vision for our family. My husband takes no initiative to lead. My husband isn't a spiritual leader. He barely wants to go to church. I feel I've outgrown my husband. My husband isn't ambitious. My husband's lazy. He doesn't respond to the needs of our family. He doesn't provide. How can I respect him when he doesn't dot, dot, dot. Now, it sounds silly sometimes because we married these men, right? And so why are we so frustrated? Why are we discouraged and concerned at the fact that our husbands aren't leading the way we thought they would, the way we think they should, and, you know, a couple of things. Let's just be honest, ladies. When we go into marriage with an idea, we all go into marriage with some idea of what marriage is going to be like with the man that we said yes to, right? We we think that they're going to be a certain way, act a certain way. And we may have expectations for ourselves too, that we act a certain way, and we're going to be a certain way. And, So we have this idea of what marriage is supposed to look like, we have this idea of how our husbands are supposed to be. And that definition or understanding has been shaped by several things. It's been shaped by what we saw our fathers doing growing up, or television and movies or, or other men in our lives and that we admire and what they did or what they didn't do. All of these different things shape the way we think our husbands are supposed to act like the way they are supposed to be. And then we have our husbands or our guy, if you're not married yet, and he's been shaped by what he saw his father doing growing up or not doing he's been shaped by television movies social media his friends and other guys in his life that he admired so now what happens when these two definitions his and yours are not the same and they don't align they collide right they may even be complete opposites so what do you do One, you have to really understand what your expectations are and the unseen pressure or expectation that you don't even realize that you are placing on your man because of all of this, all of the definition, all of the experience that has created this definition, right? You are having this, this un seen pressure that you are putting on your man, whether it's subconscious and you haven't verbalized it, or some of you who may have verbalized it. But we've got to be honest here because we I want to give you an example from me. My dad is a man's man. He's an amazing leader. And as a daddy's girl, I just wanted a man that was like my dad. I wanted a man that had qualities like my dad. That is what I was looking for. And so even when I was dating, and there was a guy that I would date who didn't have the leader like qualities that I was looking for. It was weird, because it triggered disappointment, or I was it was a big turn off, or I was completely disgusted or annoyed, irritated, and like done, like no more dates for you. (laughs) Right. And so I want you to really even think through in your own mind through your own lens of what your expectations are in how your husband should act. How is he supposed to lead? What is it, What does that look like? What is he supposed to do in your mind? What is this laundry list of things that he's supposed to do? I want you to think about that right now. Okay? What has shaped those thoughts, shape those ideas, shape that laundry list. What does it look like? And you are now have have this mirror up to your husband And this is how he's supposed to act. This is what he's supposed to do if he's a real leader. If he's a, you know, if he's the kind of leader that's going to lead me, he's got to do this, 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 and that, right? So if he doesn't do that, then what happens? We're frustrated. We're like ugh, yuck, right? We're annoyed, irritated. Like, oh my gosh, he's a deadbeat. Like all of these things that we that go on in our mind that we may not say verbally, but we think them and we feel them. Okay. Now, secondly, you have to understand your man. You've got to know your man, and you have to know and understand that who he is and how he shows up in the world is largely due to the experiences that he's had in his life that have shaped him into who he is. Because all of those experiences, good and bad, you will see in how he shows up as a husband, as a man, as a father. And so there are many men who I've coached over the years who are from broken homes, and some of them had no idea none whatsoever on how to lead a wife. They had no idea because they never learned the skills of how to lead a wife, (laughs) right? They never learned the skills of servant leadership or or decision-making or spiritual leadership or how to create a vision or cast a vision or establish a financial plan for their family or they didn't know how to do this. They never learned it. There were no classes. There was no they didn't even have some even practical examples of that right but even though god has positioned them to lead you and your family realistically your man may have no idea what that even means because he may have ne- he may have never seen a healthy example of leadership in marriage so i want you to think about that think about that for a minute Think about your man or your husband and has he ever been exposed to a healthy example of leadership in marriage? Did he have a man discipling him? Did he have a man mentoring him who was a great husband, great father, great man? Nine times out of ten, probably not, right? Right. Maybe so. And if so, that's amazing. That's wonderful. And I hope your husband is literally paying it forward and helping other young men learn how to be amazing men and husbands and fathers because we need them, right? And gentlemen, I need to add that in there, (laughs) right? Um, So what do you think the result is of a married couple that is experiencing these differences? He has, he grew up with this set of experience in what leadership looks like and how he's supposed to lead as a husband and a father. And then you have your set of experiences of how a man should lead, how a husband should lead, and they are different. And so what do you have when there's a frustration in the middle of a marriage with these differences? You've got a discouraged husband and a frustrated wife, right? we live in a society full of broken homes and fatherlessness, which I believe is the root of why there are many men who really just don't know what leadership is even supposed to look like in marriage. They don't know how they're supposed to lead, but they don't even know how to find out how to to lead, right? Because they're too embarrassed or ashamed to even admit that they don't know how to lead. They don't have any clue. They don't have and an idea of what this is supposed to look like. So they do the best that they can with what they know. So they either fudge it, they fail through it, they don't take ownership in it, they leave the wife to do everything, they ignore it, they get angry and defensive about it, or they just shut down altogether. And then we have this these frustrated wives. And, and just because the Wife Wisdom Podcast is all about being real, I've experienced this, I have been frustrated with leadership looking differently than what I expected it to look like, then differently than the way my dad leads. And I was projecting that on Adrian, I've, I've experienced this. So I understand the frustration of a wife when their husband isn't leading the way they want them to lead, or they are not leading the way they expected them to lead, and their husbands aren't really doing the work and trying to learn how to do that, right? Because in in all honesty, women are the ones that keep the self-help authors in business, (laughs) right? There are some men out there who are wanting to, you know, to grow and learn and develop themselves, but there are a lot that don't. And they kind of stumble along the way and they learn through through hard knocks, sometimes they learn through trial and error. And sometimes the error and the trial is really painful, and for everyone in the family. And so how do we as wives support our husbands in leading our families? So after you sit with yourself, and you discover what it is that you are looking for, from your husband, what you are really desiring him to do, And how you're desiring him to lead your family. And once you really study your your husband and assess his skills to lead as a man, as a husband, as a father, you may find out very quickly why you are frustrated. You've been, you have been expecting your husband to do something that he doesn't know how to do this may be the case, this may not be the case. But the key is to really assess the frustration level. What are you frustrated about? Are you frustrated because your husband doesn't make decisions? Are you frustrated because he leaves all the decision making to you? Are you frustrated because he doesn't take the initiative to lead your family spiritually? Are you frustrated because you have you feel like you have to tell him what to do all the time and he doesn't initiate? Like what is the source of your frustration? Because I want to help you be able to manage this. The first thing you need to identify what frustrates you most about your husband and his leadership or lack thereof. And once you discover that, what is at the top of the list? Now, once you identify it, I want you to have a conversation with your husband. Now, this is not a, bashing your husband session, or just venting and letting out all your frustration and what you really feel about him. That is not what this is about. This is really a, a conversation where um, you, because I've had, I have had a lot of women just go in. They've gone in, you suck as a leader. Oh my gosh, you're terrible. I mean, just gone in. Don't laugh because this is very real. I've had very very serious situations where women went in on their husbands thinking that that was going to motivate them, thinking that that was going to wake them up and help them learn how to lead better. But it actually did the opposite. So what i need you to hear or understand with this conversation is that you are going to ask your husband some clarifying questions to help you understand further why he does what he does to help you study him to help you understand his leading style okay because i believe that husbands are leaders and they they are leading but, but they just have a different style that really either does not align with the style we want them to have. (laughs) Or it's just we haven't studied them enough to really understand their their style and their reasoning behind what they do what they do, or why they do what they do. So when you ask him a clarifying question to help you understand further why he does what he does, it will help you really It'll help quell the the frustration that you're experiencing because men are designed to think differently than us. They're designed, they're just different than us, right? In many, many ways. So we can't assume that we think about the same things this in the same way. So a frustrated wife who doesn't help, so a frustrated wife whose husband doesn't help around the house without her asking him, okay? So we had three babies in three years, So I had a lot of laundry. I was constantly in the laundry room and felt like it was cleaning all the time. So I remember a scenario where I had a bunch of pile of clothes on the couch and they were, I was literally throughout the week living through the piles, digging through the piles because I just didn't have the time to fold them. And so a conversation in a scenario like that would be something like this. Hey, babe. Did you see the basket of clothes on the couch this week? Now, if he says no, then you know that he didn't even see it. And I was mad at him for not helping for no reason because he didn't even see it. And I don't know, ladies, some of you out there may know that there may be things on the floor and your husband literally will walk by them, walk over them and not pick them up because they really don't see them. They really don't see them <laughs> they they while they may step over them and it's hard to fathom, they really don't like it's not registering that okay there's a toy on the floor, and I should pick it up. I know it's weird, but it's it's true um so instead of so if I were to ask Adrian, did you see the basket of clothes on the couch this week instead of being mad, you know, pulling my love away, being frustrated. You know, totally annoyed because he's sitting on the couch watching TV while this pile of clothes is sitting next to him, and he's not even taking the initiative to fold them. I need to ask him, right? Don't assume that he did, just didn't do it and is just piling more work onto me or onto you, right? But that, hey babe, did you see the basket of clothes on the couch this week? If he says no, then you know he didn't see it, and you were mad for no reason. If he says yes. Then you can ask him, well, is there a reason why you didn't fold the clothes? If you saw them sitting there for a week and don't say it sarcastically lazy ladies, but literally ask him a clarifying question because you're curious and you want to know if you saw the clothes there this for the whole week, why, why didn't you fold them? Right. And so this starts the dialogue between the two of you that will help you better understand each other and and literally fill the need that needs to happen. So after you ask the question, he may just say, oh, I'm sorry, babe, but I just I know you like the clothes folded a specific way. So I didn't I just didn't do it. And, you know, at that point, you're like, hmm, because I know some of my ladies have specific things that they wanted they want done spe- a specific way right? So you would rather take on the additional work and do them yourself because you want it done a a specific way. Um, Because when someone tries to help you, they do it a certain way, you undo their work, you get annoyed at them for trying to help you and you end up just taking on more work for yourself because you have to have things done a specific way. Now, do you want the help? Or do you need the towels folded a certain way, or the clothes folded a certain way, because you couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't have both in this scenario. So I had to make a decision, would I rather have his help and he fold the clothes the way he folds them? Or would I rather fold them the way I folded them, but just have more work to do. So I ultimately made the decision that I needed his help, he can fold the clothes the way he folds the clothes. And but it was helping me because that was the bigger need for me. Okay, I had to learn this one. I had to learn it and I had to walk through it. I had to process it. I had to let go of needing certain things to be a certain way because I needed the help more, right? So he was, even though I was frustrated in his lack of initiative in folding the clothes that had been on the couch for a week, it really was, he was giving me my space to have the clothes done the way I wanted them to do, I mean, the way I wanted them folded, because he knew that was important to me. So you see how the conversation can really start a dialogue with really understanding one another. So then to kind of close up the conversation, I said, Oh, I appreciate that, babe. But I just really need your help. So I'm okay with you folding the clothes, however you fold them. Just if you, if I put a basket here, since you're here watching TV as, you know, it's kind of decompressing from the day, would you mind folding the clothes? That would be so, so helpful for me. And now, what, 15 years later, he, that's his job. He folds the clothes. I may wash them, but he folds the clothes and he folds them the way he wants. He helps me tremendously with them. And there's no more tension or frustration around that right? So that is important for you. Instead of allowing your frustration to come out in the conversation, be really sincere in asking clarifying questions. You know, is there a reason why you didn't make a decision for X, Y, and Z for us to do this? Is there a reason why you didn't do this? And you ask him. And I mean, You'll be shocked at some of the answers, some of the responses, actually, because we think people think like us, right? We think even our husbands and our children, we think they think like us, but a lot of people don't. And so when you ask a very sincere, genuine question, clarifying why they did something, it really brings a lot of light to the situation, which reduces the frustration. So number three, I want you to know that encouraging your husband is so important, So reducing your frustration when you encourage your husband, it reduces your frustration. You have a tremendous amount of power in your words and you can literally infuse confidence into your husband. You can elevate him just through acknowledging the things that he does well. So thank him for being the leader that he is. He may not be where you want him to be, but your encouragement can make him want to learn or make him want to try to be the best leader for you and your family. Just as equally, your discouragement may make him want to run or shut down. Watch what you say to your husband, to anyone and your children, your husband and your children in particular. Remember, you can apologize to them, but you can't erase the sting of what was said. That is critical. Um, number four, write a reminder, rock star list of things that your husband or your man does well. If you're a wife in waiting and you're waiting in your dating or you're desiring to get married and you're in a relationship, do this for your man. If you're married, you made the decision to marry him for a reason, right? So what does he do that makes you feel safe? What does he do that makes you feel protected? What does he do that supports your family? What action does he take that makes you proud to be his girl, to be his lady, to be his wife? Write them down and thank him for doing those things on a regular basis. I have seen the effect of being very intentional and encouraging with my words towards my husband with little things even you know what thank you so much babe for for driving a hundred miles a day to provide for our family thank you thank you so much for taking blaze to the dentist or the doctor i know it was early and you had to sacrifice this and so i'm so grateful I really appreciate you thank you right thank your husband thank your man for the things that he does well it really does infuse confidence in him and you are it matters to him what you think and how you feel about him so when you express positivity and encouragement and love and appreciation and gratitude it really elevates him to a place of wanting to be even better a better version of himself the um, number five or number four, or sorry, number five is practice patience. This is a big one. Practice patience. Practice patience. <laughs> Women are amazing at doing a lot of things well at the same time. And we often expect others. To do To be able to do the same, namely our name, our man, our children, um, but men are created to compartmentalize, so doing five things at once is not their thing it really fresh, it really stresses them out when they do a lot of things at the same time. Some men can handle it, but the majority do one thing at a time, right, and they may be able to jump from one thing to another seamlessly, but to do as many things as we do as a wife, as a woman. It's just, we're wired differently that way. So when your man may tend to move a little slower than you do, a lot of women, including myself, have, when I have not practiced patience with my husband, I would take over and I would do it myself. Right, ladies? <laughs> Practice patience. This will help reduce your frustration. Now, initially, you're going to be frustrated, right? Because they're moving too slow. You've asked them to hang that, hang the the painting on the wall two weeks ago, and they still haven't done it. So you're frustrated, you end up doing it yourself, you put a bigger hole in the wall, and the painting falls and breaks, like all of these different things, because we have not been patient. Because we are good at a lot of things. We've got we got married a little later. So we've had to learn how to do certain things. And so we don't know how to just allow our husbands to lead in their own timing. And it is frustrating. And it does take practice, it does take you being more patient. And so I want to encourage you to allow your husband to lead in his timing. Take a deep breath it's going to be okay. <laughs> it will get done. Relax, right? This is why God calls patience a virtue, because it is. It is. To become a patient wife woo, to, is a happy wife. A happy wife is a woman who has learned to be patient with her husband and has learned to show him a lot of grace you know, if you've, I've talked to women who've been married 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, and I'm like, wow, and I marvel at their grace, at their patience with their husband, at the way they just take care of him and serve him and allow him to be great, whatever that looks like for him, because they've had decades, of course, <laughs> to learn the to be able to study their spouse, to be able to study their husband, but they've just graciously learned and created a space for them to be great, and that really helped. You can just see the the rest on them. You can just see patience on them. You can just see a, a just a spirit of peace and relaxation. Like they've they probably when they were early in marriage and probably up through twenty years that's when they had their frustration. So the latter 40 years, they're like, "Oh, yes, sweetie, sweetie. Oh, yes, marriage. You know, I've learned to be patient. I've learned to be gracious. I've learned that the things that I thought were so important really aren't. Those those were not important. You know, and so um patience, practice patience. Number 6, trust that God knows what you need to grow what he what you need to grow you trust that god knows what you need to grow you and he will use your husband to grow you like you cannot even imagine he will use your children to grow you he will use your husband to grow you he will use your husband to teach you unconditional love he will use your husband to teach you patience he will use your husband to teach you not to have to not be judgmental. He will use your husband to teach you how to to be gracious and offer mercy and patience and love. He will teach you through your relationship, through your marriage. I promise you he will teach you. Some of you who've been married a while know exactly what I'm talking to what I'm talking about. So God has brought you together. So trust him in the journey of learning who you are as a wife learning who your husband is and remember to offer lots of lots of lots and lots of grace to one another. Marriage is beautiful, but there are many challenges. There are many hurdles. There are many obstacles and there are many bullets that you have to learn to dodge like in the matrix. You've got to learn to appreciate one another. And I found that when I was frustrated in when Adrian wasn't leading the way I wanted him to lead or deciding what I needed him to decide when I needed him to decide, or when he when I found that when I was super frustrated, it was because I wasn't really appreciating him for who he was, I was looking at the, the fault versus celebrating the amazingness. I was looking at the flaws, I was focusing too much on the flaws, and not looking at the, the star qualities that he has. That's why in your list, write a list of rock star qualities that your husband has. Because when you're frustrated, you can go back to that list and look, you know what, he may not be the best at x, y and z. But he sure is good at X, Y, and Z, right. And it really will help you just, it re- will, will remind you of the great things about your husband, the great things about your marriage. And gratitude is such a powerful tool when it comes to the enemy trying to steal, kill, and destroy your joy in your marriage by bringing frustration or discouragement or just being irritated or annoyed because your husband does things that get on your nerves that's comes that's just part of the growth process that God is developing in you right he's developing you to become the best version of yourself as a woman as a wife as a mother as a sister friend as a daughter as a as a auntie, as a godmother, like he is developing you to become the best version of yourself. And he's using your husband. He's using the frustration. He's using the, um, the little challenges that you have in your life, little and big challenges to develop you into becoming who he's created you to be, which is an amazing, beautiful, awesome woman of God who is, is perfectly, and wonderfully made who has been chosen to be the helpmate to the man that you said I do to, right? So remember your purpose, remember your position, remember his purpose, remember his position. And you may as a wife have to remind him of his position, you may have to remind him of his purpose, when he is discouraged, or he's frustrated, or when you even sense that your husband has no idea what he's doing. He has no idea how to lead. He has no idea what decision he should make for your family. Create a safe place for him to show up real, to, to be scared, to say, I don't know what to do. And, you, and him not feel like you're going to make fun of him or you're going to be disappointed in him or you're going to um, be irritated or annoyed. Because he shared that because he won't share it he needs a safe place. We are his helpmate. We are here to help him be great. We're here to help him lead our family. And it just requires a, a discernment and knowing who your spouse is, knowing who your man is, and being gentle when he needs you to be gentle, pushing him and encouraging him and elevating and uplifting him when he's gotten beaten up on the outside, from you know, like with in his job, or with his situation, in his family, his um, parents, you know, you've got to be discerning to know when is the right time to say what it is that you need to say. That may be a hard conversation for him, but you know, it's the right time. So he's going to receive it, right? So you are so, so vital to your husband's leadership. You're so vital to to him knowing who God has created him to be. So be that amazing woman to him. Be gentle, be patient, be purposeful in your words, be kind, be merciful, and be gracious. Yay, so thank you so much for joining me today for this week's episode. I am so grateful to my tribe, Of faithful listeners. I appreciate you so much. And for those of you who have shared this podcast with your friends or family, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are not already following us on Instagram, please come on over, say hello in the comments. We are at wife wisdom. If you listen to us on iTunes and have not rated our podcast, please do so because it helps other women find us. If you are not part of my online tribe yet, please do so by joining us at bit.ly forward slash join Wife Wisdom to be able to receive updates and new products and reminders of our podcasts, because we post new episodes every single Monday by 8am Eastern Standard Time. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for being a part of my tribe. I appreciate you and I love you. And I think you're awesome. I'll see you next week. Bye bye.